0: and on to the page, get it out of your head. And on to
1: the page, get it out of your head. And on to the page. Welcome to On the Page. This is the podcast that answers all of your questions about the craft and business of screenwriting. My name is Pilar Alessandra and I'm the instructor and script consultant here at On the Page. Joining me as podcast producer is my husband. Hi, Patrick Francis. How are you? Good. Nice to see ya. Thanks. <laughs> it's me, you know. I know. It's, yeah,
2: okay. How are you? Good.
1: <laughs> not like your teacher or something. Hello. Hello, Ms. Alessandra. You just,
2: you're just uh, before we started recording, you said that you only talk nice to me when you want me to do stuff.
1: No, that's not true. I, mean, I nice said I this. add sweetheart. I give you an order mm-hmm. and then I add sweetheart. Like, do this, yeah. sweetheart.
2: It's not like sweetheart, how was your day? It was sweetheart, open this jar.
1: Of right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's, so you know, little, it's, a, it's the old wife trick.
2: Yeah, come on, come on! I've I've got. To I should be able to do the wife voice then. If you no, don't do the.
1: Wife do the voice. Oh, I you hate open the wi- this jar. No, the I hate goes. the wife voice. Don't. Oh. <laughs> we've got we've got uh, a guest here, Josh Stolberg. Hello, Josh.
0: Hi, guys. How are you? It, it was
1: a writer and a director and a really old friend of mine, and uh, also has a wife. What's what's uh, what's the wife voice with Lila? Uh,
0: ah! <laughs> it's just like a big loud. I just probably blew out the speakers. <laughs> It, it really. It just it's, just. it's just annoying. It just sounds annoying.
1: <laughs> she's not, She's so not listening to this no, podcast now, right? Not. Okay. No. All right. Josh also has his dad here. You can. You can shout from the wings. Hello. Hello. And uh, because it's 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 Christmas, it's the holidays, it's Hanukkah, families it's
0: in town, the season of the light.
1: Out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, are you having a good time? Are I'm having holidays? a great time. It's yeah. always
0: nice to have family in town. Well one of the nice things also is they they wind, when they wind up coming they only come for like 6 days. So oh, no, it's, it's the perfect amount of time.
2: Oh, it's my perfect. God. Yeah. You, are, you are a wonderful father because <laughs> <laughs> tell me how long my parents stay for. They were here a month. They just left on the yeah, 19th. Month. <laughs> a
1: month. And then there is much rejoicing. And we were like, Christmas. It really is Christmas. Yeah, that's when
2: we light the candles after they leave. <laughs> <laughs> on top of a rum cake. <laughs> hey, before we get uh, too far in with Josh, you have some uh, business up yeah, top.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thank you for reminding me because it is 2012. When this comes out, it's 2012. Twelve. we have been bringing you podcasts since 2007. I keep saying it's like four years, but it's actually five years because wow. I don't know math. Two, since 2007, so... Five years later, we are finally putting a donation button on the on the page site. So that means that if you would like to contribute to this podcast, what you'll be paying for, first of all, are producer fees. Other than Pat, who has to do this for yes. free because
2: she says "sweetheart," because I say produce? "sweetheart,"
1: you get you know you get perks, yeah. Right? Um,
2: <laughs> would you like to talk about the perks? No,
1: no, no. But a deep and Lauren, I would
0: like
2: to talk about. Them. And I'm <laughs> quite sure David time. Max.
1: <laughs> they don't get those perks.
2: They don't. Get nor nor do they
1: want them. I think
2: they do want them. No.
1: <laughs> so, so I pay them. And right. people don't know I pay them. And I pay them, you know, okay. Yeah. Um, plus, uh, there's the studio rental. There's the equipment, which isn't mine. It's Matt's. So all the we do have expenses. Yeah,
2: there's expenses that people don't realize. They just think... They you, brought me a water for this. Yeah. There's water sitting there's in front of me. There's water.
1: There's gift certificates. There's all kinds of things for yeah. our guests. Blah, 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 I don't think you're getting anything There's done.
2: insurance. If Josh would fall down right now and break his leg, we're covered. No, we're not really covered. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um well but maybe it, we could be if we had a donation Yeah, so.
1: that's exactly so um, so there's a donate button now on the on the page podcast page now you can either go to on the page or you can go to on the tv and go to the podcast section but it's right there I want to thank uh, Misty McAfee for her contribution
2: first
1: one yeah ver- first very first donator. one and anybody else who contributes you will get a shout out as well um also, uh on the page finally is up and running. Now on the page will host webinars, it will host instructional videos and hopefully we're going to have like a live skypey thing pretty soon. Um so the first thing that's up is what a lot of people have been asking for. It's called Beyond the Chick Flick: Writing the Female-Driven Screenplay and it is a half-hour instructional video and it comes with three downloadable PDFs so go to onthepageonline.com it's 35 bucks and you can get it anywhere that you want
2: and the next webinar is going to be an instructional video about some of those perks you were talking about
1: no I no, <laughs> that's trust not me, I'm be. not somebody who's just be instructing <laughs> 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 no, take your vitamin B6 shot and try to get out of it and put some makeup on damn it yeah no I, that's mm-mm. no no we'll leave that to somebody else but speaking of all that, Let's let's go right to your last movie, uh, Conception, Josh. Yes. (laughs) Speaking of of sex, Conception is a movie solely about sex.
0: Well, would you expect anything different from me? I
1: wouldn't. I wouldn't. I want to congratulate you, though, that uh, it just got picked up by Tribeca Film, right? yes. Robert De Niro's company?
0: Yes. We will be released at the end of February. I think it's February 23rd, but I'm not positive. But all of the information is on the Tribeca um, website. Very cool. And uh, it'll be available for video on demand and iTunes and Netflix and – Amazon and Pay-Per-View, and it'll wind up uh, on DVD and Blu-ray and all that other stuff. And it that was, was made very
1: for
0: $100,000. Yes. And we
1: had your producers on.
0: Yes. Nick Terravella and Stephanie Sharon were on your podcast last year.
1: And they had just finished wrapping it up. There were also some, like, uh, Julie, uh, some big names on it. Julie Bowen.
0: Julie Bowen. Connie Britton. Um, uh, David Arquette, Alan Tudyk, my wife Lila Charles Lee, Pamela Adlon. was with uh, else. she was having sex with somebody she else. She was yes. she was having sex with Steve Howey. She
1: she she demands to if she is cast in Josh's movie to have sex with other people. Yes, yeah.
0: I, I, and it was the, the one time of the year I could see her boobs, so I made her do it on camera. I just so she has
1: awesome boobs. <laughs> awesome.
0: Yes,
2: yes. I think I've seen Lila's boobs. I think you've seen more Lila's than boobs your own, too, wives. right? In, in photos that Josh has taken,
1: definitely more than mine. <laughs>
2: There's more
1: of them to see, definitely. Um, but but uh, you also just finished up wrapping a, a movie for five hundred thousand dollars. Yes. And this is called Hideaway, and this is for a company named Vuguru, right? Uh,
0: Yeah, Vuguru Entertainment. Um, They're a um, primarily internet distribution um, um, company. It's Michael Eisner's company. It's a really, really cool way that they're making movies where um, they're giving a lot of uh, people shots to make interesting films. Um, You know, sometimes they're really commercial. Sometimes they're a little off the center, which is great. Um, But it's a chance for people to kind of go out and make cool stuff. And they were very kind and um, bought a spec that I wrote with Nick, um, Nick Taravella, who we were just talking about a second ago. Um, And it's my first shot at directing a horror movie that I've been, you know, I've been doing horror um, for the features for quite a while now, and it was a chance to 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 get my get my own voice behind it from a dir- directing standpoint.
1: You know, I always thought that you directed horror, but I guess not. The no. stuff that you've directed has been yeah. dramatic or comedic or yeah
0: yeah yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you know, a lot of my screenwriting stuff is all very very studio stuff. It's you know big high concept stuff. But that's where the money is, that's where screenwriters get paid the most money, so that's where I kind of gravitate for as a screenwriter. But as a director, I, I have a, a very different sensibility. You know, I like I like character pieces, I like dealing with the intricacies of relationships and all that kind of stuff, which is what conception's all about. There's no there's very, very little plot in conception. It's it's really about um, these nine different couples who all wind up getting pregnant, and it's the stories around the minutes before and minutes after that they conceive their children. Um, so, so Hideaway is uh, even though it's a horror movie, it's and a kind of a thriller horror. It's also more about the characters. Um, the uh the 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 story uh, you know instead of the bad guy being kind of a you know Michael Myers slow walking no talking night stalking you know uh, crazy person um this character has a a very very full arc Uh, Stephen Weber plays him oh I love Stephen Weber. yeah he's great too he's really good he really pulled out his inner inner demons for it and he's just fantastic Um, I
1: love I love guys who look nice on the outside and are evil on the inside yes yes Yes. yeah yeah I love that it reminds me of everybody I've ever dated (laughs) or married oh no no
2: I I look bad on the outside and I'm I'm nice on the inside (laughs) And Lori Lori Loughlin's in Hideaway. Yeah, Lori Loughlin. She doesn't she, age. No, she, she is exactly stunning. the same. Stunning. She
0: is absolutely stunning and super nice, and a great actress too. She's she she was really really fantastic. Um, we we really tried. You know, one of the things that I was going for both of my other horror movies, uh, Piranha 3D, and Sorority Row. I love them to death. And when I when, when I'm going to, about to say something negative about it but just you know i i love those movies and they were directed very much the way that we wrote them but when i set out to direct something i wanted to do something a little more real where piranha Mm -hmm. was very very tongue-in-cheek sorority Rowe also had uh, a big sense of humor to it although hideaway it still has a sense of humor it's all very very real there's no the performances you know a lot of the time on set it was all about let's get try to find um just make it as real as humanly possible um, so all the actors we used you know we we, we really went for um, for something that you felt like the, the, the camera style also was very much like uh, a cinema verite very kind of uh, docudrama kind of vibe it was handheld the entire movie but not handheld like like, um, what was the, the, the Blair Witch? Right, yeah, right, It's not where you start feeling queasy because yeah, it's okay. handheld. It's more handheld in a way that you feel like you're in the room with the people. Where oh, you that's feel cool. like there's like, you are the third person in the room listening in on the conversation and the characters might almost turn to you and look at you at one point. Um, so that's the kind of way we're going. But Laurie was fantastic and Johnny Silverman um, plays her husband in the movie. Um, and we found this just extraordinary young actress um, that plays the lead. Her name is Raleigh Holmes and just new find. And she was just awesome. Yeah. And Lila does a part. and Naked? Uh, Lila does not get naked in this. Huh?
1: Uh, oh, yeah. Mom. Does she get to um, yeah. have sex with another man?
0: She does not. She does get killed violently, though. <laughs> Oh, that's so, interesting. Yeah, that's I, I interesting. took out another trick
1: another fantasy,
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> personal fantasy on this one,
1: and then she goes ah in her in her wife voice ah. Yeah, exactly.
2: And there's a there's a young actor in there, uh, Xander Stolberg.
0: Xander Stolberg, yeah, my yes, little boy, my little five year old boy did a part, and he was awesome. He's the,
2: ki- he's the killer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly does uh, he like doing
2: does he like it
0: Um, it, he's very much kind of one take and done like he's he's very much like I say okay we're gonna work today and he shows up on set and, he, and like he'll have a line like uh, I like red fire trucks so he says the one line I call cut he's like am I done now can I go home um, where's craft service yeah, so where's craft service can I have another peanut uh, yeah um, but he's uh he's really good it's really interesting the one thing I kind of learned dealing with kids because I dealt with uh, in conception there were a lot of kid actors Mm -hmm. and there's this thing that happens like between Xander's five and there's this thing that happens somewhere between five and eight or nine where 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 the kids they don't know they're acting yet so they're just being so they're just existing there Mm -hmm. so they're very very natural and Xander was extremely natural in this but then once you hit like eight or nine and you're aware of acting you start pretending and you start it, it, it becomes forced in a way yeah. and it's not until you get older and you become a good actor that you're able to then unlearn all of the forced habits that you learn from the moment you're six on it's really interesting that is but, but Xander, it was fun it was fun to have him on set i probably saw him more over the th- three weeks that we shot the movie than i do normally so it was fun
2: and uh, i have another question so are you uh were you given uh five hundred thousand for the bullet budget is that what they gave you
0: well, that was the bu- the full budget you, of the movie. And did you how did you, did you come in under? Um, yeah, we're not done yet. I mean, okay. we just wrapped. Oh, okay. So gotcha. we just wrapped. Gotcha. We're just about to start editing. Okay. I'm hoping that we come in under. Um, <laughs> we'll see. I, I, you know, obviously that's the job. Right, um, right, right. Um, the, the, there's a line producer named Jamie Burke who did a fantastic job, and she she's the one that's kind of in charge of, like, finding the right prices and right, all that. Yeah, right. But, you know, it's a big juggling act. Yeah. Um, and the funny thing is whether you have 100000 or 500000 or, you know, $20 million or $80 million. You so always one more. Yeah, yeah you're always you always need a little bit extra um but
1: and that's why you brought your dad today right exactly okay. exactly okay. i
0: i sold my car so that he could uh, <laughs> drive me yeah um yeah but it but it was fun it was it was a lot of fun i love 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 directing especially my own stuff which is um, you know you get a chance to show people the way you think it should be as opposed sure. to the way that somebody else does it's yeah it's fun
1: now you, you I'm looking here speaking of Piranha 3D right yeah is the the sequel is going to be called Piranha 3DD yes <laughs> Oh, God, you
0: want to guess what that's in reference to? Yeah, I can, I can.
1: But I, I like that you get a characters created by and a co-producer credit.
0: Yes, so that
1: that's helpful. I mean, as a as a writer, as a creator, these are those characters might live in other forms. Yes, you get to own that.
0: Yeah, that's one one of the nice things. You know, there's you know the the Writers Guild. They kind of take. They take care of writers in a lot of different ways, everything from retirement to pensions to all that. But they also deal with credits, and I have huge beefs with the credits – Department over there, because I've been screwed, and I'm sure I talked about that on my last on the last podcast. I'm sure I went into detail about Evan Almighty. And
1: well, actually, I don't think that you could at that point. Oh, really? oh, it wow. was yeah. it was you had sold the spec uh, Passion of the Ark. Yes, it had sold for a record amount. Yes. Everybody loved it. They turned it into basically Evan Almighty. Yes, and then there were credit problems and and, and we,
0: we, we, we saw nothing we, we, we lost all credit, so our names were not, was not we were not on the movie and The crazy thing is like my managers were on the poster yeah. because they were my managers at the time that the script sold, so they became producers wow. on, on the film, um, so they were credited on the movie. Um. Uh, what's his name? The 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 guy who played God in the first one, Bruce Almighty. Uh, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Like Morgan Freeman, his driver was was listed. His <laughs> bodyguard was listed in the credits. But the, per- the you know, Bobby and I, who wrote the script, Bobby Florsheim and I, um, we weren't anywhere to be So do you
2: secretly wish for that movie to do poorly?
0: No. I mean, well, I certainly didn't (laughs) lose any sleep. Right. Um, um, But no, you know, you're always, you know, obviously, if it had done stellar, you know, business, I would be happy because, you know, even though I'm not credited on it, I still had something to do with it. Right, right, right. but, uh, yeah. And that yeah.
1: script got you in a lot of It opened places. a lot of doors, yeah. Yeah, yeah and yeah. That, that was a blacklist script, wasn't it? Yes, yes. A- and, uh, and, I mean, since then, there was a lot of commercial success. Yes. And so, in addition to this one kind of film that we're talking about, well, we're talking about several right now. We're talking about independent movies. We're talking about a couple of uh, Piranha, 3D, Sorority Road kind of <laughs> movies. But, also, you you are a writer You know, on the studio level for great big franchise projects. So, Wow! Right now, right now, you're in various stages of development at different studios, with some projects more active than others. Uh, can I say what they are? Yeah, sure. Okay, one is to catch a th- the the to, to catch, catch a thief. thief remake at Paramount with Neil Moritz producing. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How's that going?
0: Um, it's cool. Bobby and I turned in our last draft uh, kind of mid year. Um, and uh, you know we' it's in now we're in that kind of waiting game stage to see kind of what the studio decides to do next with it, whether they make offers, whether they go to other writers, which I'm sure they will because they always do um, um, but uh, but it was a blast to write. It was one of those films uh, that it was the first time I had kind of tackled a big huge. Kind of almost James Bondian action set PC kind of project before. Most of my other ones have been set PC, but more in a in a in a comedy, uh, you know, a more comedy way. Um, And this was, you know you 're thinking about okay you know here 's you know, the locations were such a huge part of that because the original was all locations, so you know it takes place in Santorini and you know in you know the the, the wine fields in in france and it's it 's just great but but one of the fun things was coming up with all of the like I think the beginning of the film was like stealing the crown jewels or something. So it was, you know, how would you steal the crown jewels? And and you spend weeks and weeks kind of figuring out, you know, how to – you know, it was just fun. It's almost like solving a puzzle. Wow. Um, so – and I never really tackled that thing. Most of my things when you're talking about the puzzle, it's how do you put a joke together? How do you mm-hmm. make this funny or how do you uh, – you know, and when you're talking about – action set pieces how do you put your character in jeopardy so much jeopardy that you can't conceive that they would possibly get out and then figure out a way for them to get out Um, it was a different different kind of screenwriting for me and I loved it I had a really really good time with it do you
1: think you could steal the crown jewels if you wanted to
0: I uh yeah uh no. No. Uh but but it was fun. It was it was just it was a it's it's uh that's what I love about writing. You know, I love just kind of the uh, the discovery process and 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 the imagination part. Um that's, you know, it, the 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 thing I hate is the actual um uh homework assignment version. You know, there's, you know, I, I think as a writer I'm I I I I love writing, but I also hate it at the same time, you know, and I'm sure many of your listeners have the same kind of love-hate relationship with it where um, I do it because I feel like I'm okay at it um, and I enjoy it and I enjoy a lot of the success of it. But there's also that feeling that I always feel like I'm back in college. I always feel like I got a deadline on Friday. I have to to finish these 10 pages and it really does feel like a paper back from college Um, and it's kind of hard to push yourself through it sometimes, but – but to go back, that's what I loved about *To Catch a Thief* was was that was a lot of fun to figure out like how would you steal the crown jewels? How would you get away from the bad guys if X, Y, X, Y, X? And writing action set pieces was just a blast.
1: Now, how how married were you to the previous drafts?
0: Um, we never read any. We know that you know any project like that has been around in Hollywood for a while, so we didn't read any of the previous drafts of the script. We obviously, you know, I was a big fan of the original movie, the Hitchcock film, um, and uh, it's one of my favorites. Simply because it's, it's, it's one of his kind of loosest films as far as like there's a lot of banter and there's a lot of um, character play um, that I think is missing in some of his other films, which are more – almost like scientific in the way they're put together. And they're brilliant too. But, I, but I, Captain Thief was one of my favorites. Um, so we watched the original and we stayed very true to the, um, to the tone of the original. But obviously, you know, nowadays, you know, there's a lot more gadgets and fun things to kind of play around with. Um, not in a James Bondian sense. We actually kind of really grounded the character um, of Roby and made him um, – he's kind of an old school uh, thief. Um, Which
1: helps keep the tone, I would imagine. Yes,
0: 100 percent. 100 percent,
2: yeah. 100%, yeah. And do you have an actor in mind when as you're writing it? Um, or no, a
0: voice. N- no, you know, we went in knowing that, you know, I- I- if the studio was going to be spending a hundred and Twenty million dollars on a film, which is what this kind of a film would cost. Mm-hmm. You know, anywhere between eighty and one hundred and fifty million dollars um, when you factor in all the set pieces and all the traveling and the e- extravagance of a film like right. that. You know, you got to get Clooney, you got to get Will Smith, you've got to, you know, there's there's ten people on the list, and yeah. if we get one of those ten, the movie gets made. If we don't get one of those ten, then the movie doesn't get made. Um, so you, I'm certainly not sitting there thinking, you know.
2: You know how would George Clooney do this or say this? Yeah, I, there's a little
0: bit of that. There's uh-huh. a little bit of that, you
1: like want strong, wisecracking, yeah. uh, charming, right? Yeah, like all yeah, those yeah. things that all those leading actors sort of encompass, right? One
0: hundred percent. But I feel like it's also finding. What's going to make the character interesting too? Like you can't just because I think once you say to yourself, okay, um, it's one of these ten actors, and you kind of make an, an am, amalgam—is that what the right word? Amalgam of all of them together, mm-hmm. then it becomes it, it becomes less interesting because th- you lose the quirks. Right. So a lot of it's about finding the little things that an actor will attach themselves to and say, oh wow. This is um, this is a flaw that the character has, and that's what I'm really attached to. So, like a character like John Roby, who's you know a big you know into drinking wine, maybe you make him slightly an alcoholic, so that it gives something to the person to kind of gravitate to that that grounds it in 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 a way that they might be able to you know. um, latch to.
1: and we bring so much attention to the scene too for the
0: audience. We yeah, wonder yeah. if
1: they're he's going to have that one drink too yeah, many yeah, and yeah, get sloppy yeah. on the job. Exactly,
0: exactly. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, not that we did that, but that's an example of it. Yes. I like yes, it. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Now, also uh, speaking of studio movies, um, your I think this was this was your own spec, wasn't it, Manwich? Uh,
0: that was with Bobby also, Bobby Florsheim. Um But it was a it was a it was a pitch we went out with. Okay. Um, it was an idea. Which is basically uh, once every um, century um, a male witch is born, Mm -hmm. um, and they throughout. Uh, history have been responsible for the greatest uh, tragedies in the world, the fall of the Roman Empire, the Black Plague, you know, all because of the male witch. And the witch is born uh, in modern times. And um, he is sent to the witch training academy to learn how to control his powers before he destroys the world. But he winds up going with all of these prepubescent little girls. So it's Oh, sort of. I remember
1: this was kind of written for Jack Black when you first... It was. When you it fr- was
0: written for Jack Black, and then I think Zach Galifianakis mm-hmm. was attached for a little while. I don't know whether he still is. It's at Warner Brothers. Um, Todd Phillips is a producer on it, and we'll see. We'll see if it happens. I don't know. You know, it's one of those that, you know, you write a bunch of them and, and hope that something sticks. Um, it's still alive, so that's always a good thing.
1: So there's, you know, this is, just to sort of clarify, you've sold this against... It being produced, so you've got some money for it. Yes. You're still the yes. development means if they ask you to do another draft, it might be you might be contracted to do so and paid to do so. Yes, and then if and when it goes into production, you get more money.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah the way the way that it works, and and forgive me if I if, if your your listeners already know this, but you know when you sell a spec, let's say, um, you get paid. They they buy the project from you and they give you. X number of dollars against X number of dollars. So you'll get paid. You know, sometimes it's ten thousand dollars, or and sometimes it's a million dollars to actually write the first draft of it. And then you write the first draft. Um, usually, you get contracted to two, to two drafts, um, and then then it sits there, and either they go to another writer or it gets made. And then if it gets made, then you get usually it's double the amount of money. So. Uh, you know, a script might go for you know five hundred against a million, which means you get five hundred thousand dollars to 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 write the script, and then um, if it gets made, you get the other five
2: hundred thousand dollars.
1: Nice. I yes. he, at least he's lowballing it, so I don't ask for any yeah. loans.
0: But, you yeah. <laughs> know, you're a really old friend of mine, Josh. And then, and, thinking...
2: and then Zach Galifianakis' dog gets a producing credit. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <But> not Josh and
1: <laughs> <Or not> <laughs> And what's this? Okay, so we have Genius, based on the book The Last Samurai.
2: This is a movie Josh wrote about me.
1: No, no. What?
2: No?
0: <laughs> okay. No. It's a book, The Last Samurai, by Helen DeWitt. And I've been in love with the book for ages. Um, it's one of my favorite novels of the last 10 years. It was a bestseller back, um, um, several years ago.
1: But this is different from The Last Samurai.
0: This is very different from Tom Cruise's The Last Samurai. Yes. Yes. (laughs) All right. This is a beautiful, very small story about, um, a woman and her genius child, um, who is in search for his birth father, mm. and she doesn't want to tell him who his birth father is, so he goes on a trek, um, and it kind of uh, parallels uh, Kurosawa's Seven Samurai, and he meets kind of seven potential fathers throughout the throughout the search, um, and it's uh, just a beautiful novel, um, and... I had been pursuing it, couldn't get the rights and then found out that a great guy, a director named Tom Dye um, had the rights to it. And I started an emailing campaign to him saying, I'd really like to write the script. And he, at the time, was planning on writing it himself, and he had a partner that he was planning on writing it with. And once every three weeks, I'd write him an email, just, hey, by the way, I know you're having troubles with that. You know, <laughs> give me a call. <laughs> I didn't even know whether he had troubles. So I just knew. That's that my him question. Enough. How do you know? Yeah, exactly. One can just assume. Yeah, hope. Hope. Hope he has troubles. <laughs> um, and finally, uh, he called me up one day, So said, let's meet. And I met him, and we talked talked about it for a couple of hours over lunch and um and then he gave me a shot to 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 write it but that was totally on specs too so you know i'm i'm like chasing after a job for free um but it uh i wrote that script um with his help he was really instrumental in kind of putting it together um last year um and I was really proud of it. It's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a it's a it's a good script.
2: But because of your successes, you're able to chase a project like this to do for free something that you're passionate about and something that you love because yes. you've had some success that allows you the freedom and the the financial. But
1: I I would, I would to, think genre wise, right? You still had to. Uh, give a convincing argument because 100%. this was not your oh, yeah in the yeah past. Right, right. well yeah. when i sat
0: down with him here he's meeting with the the writer of good luck chuck sorority row and Piranha <laughs> 3d so you know you, you and he's got this little gem of a movie that's a character piece so yeah i had to i had to work hard to convince him that i was somebody that could tackle that kind of subject matter
1: did you um, did you present a hook he hadn't thought of before or a way into the character that was a solution? Yes.
0: Yes, I did. Um, and I won't bore your listeners with what that was because it's very dependent on knowing the book uh, mm-hmm. very, very well. But it was a different way to tell the story where the book, um, um, in the book, the the the, the child, Ludo, um, finds out who his father is at about the midpoint of the book. Um, And then the second half of the story, he's still looking at potential fathers, but he's trying to find a replacement father Mm because he doesn't like who the, the actual one was. And I kind of came at it to Tom and I'm sure that he had thought about this before, but I really laid out a, you know, a strong argument for it where you needed to wait till the end of the movie to find out who the father was. So it just kind of restructured the story. Um, and again, I'm sure he thought of it because it's, it's an obvious, it's an obvious choice, but I had ideas about how to, ha, ha, how, how to, to make how to it happen. Attack it. Yeah.
1: yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I, I yeah. like too what you said It was just like, if you take a reveal and you move it, it's not just pitching like hey what if we wait you're, you're saying let's do this and watch how it restructures an entire script watch how like all of the sequences line up differently and yeah. then explore
0: that a hundred percent like and just and like just as that example since it's pretty easy to understand um when he meets a father, and if you know that 's not his father, that scene has a totally different vibe than if he 's meeting a, a a potential candidate and he has no idea and, and and all of you know every single time he says hello to someone, it could be his dad um it adds a ton of weight to the scenes that that wouldn't have existed otherwise. Um,
1: I would say this is time for a 10-minute lesson. We haven't done this in uh, five years. Okay, ready? Here's your 10-minute lesson. Okay, if you're having a hard time with the structure of your piece, maybe it has nothing to do with trying to hit those traditional beats. Instead, take a revelation. Take a reveal. Take a surprise. Take something that you maybe have revealed too early. Move it to the end. Watch your piece restructure. Or do the opposite. Maybe all you were doing was working toward this reveal and your script was really plotting. Mm. Instead, see what happens if you go out of the gate with it. Now you're going to have to come up with even more exciting stuff. End of 10 minutes. Wow.
2: <laughs> back, back to that thing about the reveal of the father yeah. and everything. That's like when, when I saw Saving Private Ryan, I knew that Matt Damon played Private Ryan. So when they would come to these other <laughs> Ra- Private Ryans, right, right, right. as an audience member, I'm there, well, that's not him. Yeah. So I can't, I can't really get excited. Yeah. Like, oh, they found him. Yeah. I knew they didn't. Yeah. Because, yeah. 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 So I wish they would have cast someone that I didn't know as Private Ryan. Ah! <laughs> Spielberg, call me.
1: No, I can't.
2: <laughs> you know what I'm saying.
1: Well, I don't know. I
2: mean, they, uh. every time they came to Ryan and they got all excited, and I just went, "Guys, not him." But that Move wasn't on. Really, not the guy. I
1: don't. I don't think they I were looking I for was, Ryan's. Do you remember how this movie actually worked? Yeah, they weren't looking for Ryan's. They, yeah. they were looking for Ryan. They, <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they, were,
2: they, they looking, wanted to save yeah, him. They had to, they had yeah, to find Private Ryan. Oh
1: no, they had to like go through all these obstacles because it was the war.
2: Right, <laughs> and some of those obstacles were a lot of Private Ryan. <laughs> Came in contact with.
1: I think you saw a different movie. And I did not. Yes, you
2: did. This is the Ferrell brothers. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, and you brought up "Good Luck Chuck," which, um, which uh, writer, r- t- writers that you don't even know. If you just look at anyone's resume, they have like a "Good Luck Chuck." Like John yeah. Sales, yes, as, yes, you know, or a kid yeah. Goldsmith wrote Batman yeah. and Robin, but he yeah. wrote A Beautiful Mind. So <laughs> what
0: are you saying about what are you saying about Good Chuck? I'm not saying <laughs> that, that he is brought, one of the quintessential films of the last
2: 25 years. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> no, because you use that as an example of this guy. I'm trying to get no, 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 this guy. I, I, no, I know, I know, he exactly you knows exactly. what I'm yeah, no, saying.
0: I, I know, I'm just, but I also yeah.
1: think I remember like. When you wrote that, the pitch for it was so specific. It was such a good, high concept. And then I remember watching the trailer and going, "That's not the movie."
2: Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean,
1: it really became. Uh, it, it got wishy washy in how it was marketed. You know, it has. I I, I don't. There's think always think there's always
0: marketing it. thing. You know, issues. Um, yeah, that film was was a very very uh, sexual um a little dark and and uh very uh what risque film and the way they marketed it was this kind of quirky romantic comedy between Dane and Jessica yeah. walking into polls and and I remember talking to a lot of people they're like yeah I brought my grandmother because it looks so like a throwback <laughs> to, to wacky stuff and then they're sitting there you know next to grandma when you know Dane Cook is you know having sex with you know twenty different girls in a row and it becomes very uncomfortable um, yeah uh, yeah you know it's uh, yeah.
1: But that also, again, talk about opening doors. You know, it was a spec, right? That was a spec that sold solely on, you weren't assigned to do it or anything like that. It got. Uh, uh, lot of reads around town. People really enjoyed the script and we were so happy. We were at the movies. We saw your little name right there. <laughs> you know, it's just like ha yeah. ha, there's yeah. my name. Over everything. Were you script. on the poster?
2: didn't you have like a what do they call that little box around your yeah. name on the poster? Yeah, well they when how they do you, did How did I, you get that? I
0: don't know. It was pretty cool though. Cause on cause the was first like, hey, set of you... posters, yeah. they were the teaser posters. And I think it's a WGA thing where if the director's name is on the poster, the writer's name has to be on the poster. So when they did it, the director had his name, so it was just me and him on there for the first few, which was kind of fun. Yeah, it was really yeah. cool. Yeah. Awesome. yeah, it was cool.
1: And now you're also, you have a, a job that you can't talk that much about. That's how we always know things are very important. <laughs> um, it's uh, writing a movie for Hasbro, Hasbro and Paramount. Yes. That's a big adventure film. Yes. Can you talk around it a little bit?
0: Yeah. Um, it's uh, Hasbro, who obviously, you know, did, Transformers and and uh, Battleship, which is coming up, and GI Joe, and all those things. They 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 you know they're a toy factory, but they also have offices here um, with some very very smart and bright uh, development people, and they are in the business of putting together movies based on their brands. And uh, they had a very 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 big uh, commercial idea for a movie. That's not based on any one brand um, um, but uh, but we Bobby and I are doing that as well. And it's been fun. It's like, it's a big film. I can't really talk about exactly what it is, but one of the, one of my favorite parts about it was we, they flew us back uh, to Rhode Island to the Hasbro Toy Factory. Um, and we got to take a, t- a tour of where the toys get made and how they get made. And, um, and one of my favorite parts of the trip, they, they put us in the archive room where they have just, decades of toys and they they take one or two toys everything that they've ever made or created for, dating back to like the 1890s or something like that. Wow. Like, the first card games and stuff. And There's uh, actually a
2: rock there, because it, <laughs> the, it was the first game ever. <laughs> so but
0: we got to walk through this, and it was seriously, it was like a trip down your childhood, where it was like, oh my god, there are romper-stompers that I don't remember <laughs> since... Like, I saw romper-stompers, I don't remember those since the time I was five. Yeah. Remember those things yeah. where you step on them, and you hold the, the, yeah, it the was thing, like,
2: and... It was like it was like uh, they were like uh, uh, if you took a uh, uh, barrel monkeys apart and put yes, so like yeah yeah exactly right. exactly yeah. Feet, yeah. yeah
0: but and then the crazy thing was all the toys that are just like it's uh, almost like 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 who came up with that idea like you remember well, they had the easy <laughs> bake oven well they decided to make one for boys it was like the easy uh, grill or something <laughs> I was like you know that there were lawsuits going a on little, just yeah. exactly a little fake steak. they had. Um, one of my favorites was the daddy saddle, which was basically it was like a horseback saddle that like oh, they no. put on the dads.
2: I was thinking something
0: too.
1: Totally yeah, different. yeah, we got one of those at home.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's not for the kids. It's not even for me.
2: <laughs> oh
0: God! And they had oh, this one that was like it was a game for weight loss. It was like what? from oh, like the sixties. It was like you know get you know Susie to lose the most weight. Oh uh,
2: my God!
0: It was just so wrong. Wow. Um, anyway, it was a lot of fun. And I'm writing a movie for them, and and it's been a blast. Well,
2: that sounds fun already.
1: Were you yeah. able to bring the the boys to the toy factory? No,
0: uh, I could not bring them to the toy factory. But um, the, our trip hap- happened to coincide with just before Christmas last year. That was our first trip there, and they gave us like just buckets of toys for Christmas. Nice, wow, nice. Yeah, yeah. We even saved some and gave some out this this year too. So, oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That is very um, cool. Yeah. Um, but Paramount especially has been really good to, to, to me in the last couple of years because To Catch a Thief was there and, um, and Hasbro was there and, uh, this, uh, book adaptation called The Spellman Files, which I wrote a couple of years ago was there. Um, so they've been great.
1: Wait, wait, wait. The Spellman Files. Yes. Is that a young adult?
0: That is not a young adult. Okay, it is a family of private investigators oh, right. who are kind of more interested in spying on each other than solving their own cases. That's right. That's what um, right. we're talking about. Great that. book. Great book. Um, um, by Lisa Lutz, and it's uh, it's it's it was a lot of fun to write. Didn't
1: your dad? Have uh, some background my, in, in my father
0: is a private investigator, that so, is so I was cool. able to, to to talk to him about it a little bit.
1: How awesome is that? Are you um, looking things up on us right now? Like, I mean, is this really just a you know, you're undercover right now? We can't talk about. Okay, it. Okay. okay, he says we can't talk about it. All right, got it, got it. Why do you write a movie about the,
2: your dad?
0: I I've tried. I I've tried. We actually, I was like kind of working around a TV show that was kind of loosely based on on his exploits but you got to sell it first you know yeah so maybe one day get him out here (laughs) he
2: could play himself
0: exactly yeah
1: yeah okay we got got (laughs) things lined up for Um, you how do you handle how do you manage all this time wise i mean you're you're clearly developing a whole bunch of material for a, a lot of people plus you're directing and you're writing us back like how do you do it
0: um You know, it it is a balancing act. Um, You know, there's there's good things and bad things. You know, you don't have as much time to work on each individual thing as you would like, so it takes longer to put the projects together, which is sometimes an issue. Um, But it's also nice because when you run into a roadblock on a project, you can just put it down, and instead of like. Spinning into a into oblivion and tail spinning into into depression because you can't solve it, you just pick up your next project where you left off and you can just start writing that. And hopefully, when you put that down, you've solved the other problem. You know, while you've been walking around and taking a shower. Um, So, uh, some of it is just time management. You know, I, you know, I'm sure if you talk to Lila, she would say that I work way way too much.
2: which so that she can have diamonds and furs. Yeah, whatever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've been to their house. I'm not seeing any diamonds yeah, or no furs. Diamonds
0: and furs. I in our house. Josh
2: doesn't, Josh doesn't allow her to, to wear a shirt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I keep Lila stocked up in wine. The,
1: yeah. She does. She does she like, does her, like wine. her
2: wine. She like until after five. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah.
1: I remember she was over at the house, and I or I offered her some wine. She goes, "Oh no, no, no. I, I, I'm not drinking." And I and I said, "Oh, you stopped drinking." She said, "No, I drink after five.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. I said,
1: oh, good. As long as, long as there's like a rule about yeah. it okay.
0: she'll seriously be waiting there for three minutes and I, and I know that it's it's 4.57 I've
1: been trying to get in on that with her for yes. like the longest time like how yeah. I get on the freaking after five game
0: but yeah, oh
2: yeah. Well,
1: I usually do it right on the podcast which is always a mistake That's true. Um,
2: yeah, so the, f- the first couple podcasts Pilar, they would crack the beers well, during the podcast Josh
1: was on them he was on he was on the infamous drunken naked mm-hmm. podcast where we didn't have music and right. we were drinking too much and mm-hmm. we didn't know anybody was listening um, so <laughs> so those first 20, uh, you know, we talked about donating, right? Right. If you want to give some money to the podcast and, and get something back, buy something.
2: Buy the first 20. Yeah,
1: buy the first 20 or buy the premium podcast or whatever. But the first 20, Josh is on there. Yeah. Yes. And uh, at that time, good luck, Chuck had just come out.
0: I think so. so I think we talked about that. Yeah.
1: And we we talked a lot about sort of how you got into the business.
0: Specs and, yeah. Right.
1: Which, which is, is really funny because yeah. right
0: now is it's kind of coming full circle for me because, Um, You know, I've been – one of the great things about being a writer and a working writer is that you can kind of bop around from job to job on assignments. But one of the bad things about that is, you know, there's turnover at the studios and there's, you know, different producers become bigger. And for the last, I would say, four or five years – I've dealt almost primarily in studio assignments. So – but what happens is, like, for instance, this Hasbro project, I'm writing it for um, the, the folks over at Hasbro. So there's two people over there, uh, Daniel and Bennett, who wind up, you know, reading the drafts right. and then three different pro- uh, executives at Paramount. So I've been working on this project for a year and five people have read my stuff. And what happens is is – so that's been the last year, you know – Every single assignment job you do, you're basically you know, basically there's a few people that read it. So I've been out of the public eye, the Hollywood eye, for several years now. Yeah, I've been doing great and making money and supporting my family and all that kind of stuff. But I haven't really done anything that has gone out wide. Um, so right now, my plan is I'm just about to set off to write several specs to kind of start the year off um just to kind of get material out there again to remind, you know, the world, mm-hmm. not the world but Hollywood, um, you know,
1: What a good sto- storyteller you yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, or 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 not, but <laughs> remind them that I exist.
1: Well, also, I mean that's that's interesting I think for people to hear because you got you guys are sharing a boat, you know? Yeah. A lot of people are starting off the year writing their spec. You're yeah. start, starting off the year writing your spec. Yeah, 100%. Now I'm going to ask you a famous three questions. We came up with three questions since last time you were on. Sweet. Yes. It's like that that inside the actor studio thing.
2: <laughs> Put on my pretentious voice. Your favorite swear.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to go into Josh's no. favorite swear. <laughs> yeah. we be here all be day. Here. Yeah, no kidding. Jeez. Um, okay. So uh, the first one is your favorite writing tip.
0: My favorite writing tip.
1: Or a writing tip you would pass on to other?
0: People. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, it's, 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 it's the idea of the vomit draft. Mm -hmm. To me, that is the thing that gets me through scripts. You know, a lot of people, like what you were just saying, you were like, how do you juggle so many things? And I feel like a lot of it is just being able to just get it out on the paper without censoring yourself as you go.
2: Get it on the page? Get it on the
0: page. On the page.
1: Thank you, husband. Thank you,
0: friend. So it's really about like... Even if you don't know, even if this, just don't get caught up on one line. Just throw it on out there, vomit it out, um, and continue on. Because you can always go back, and you know, it's it's not like once it's typed, it's in stone. You're right. not, you know, we're not we're not using you know chisels and, <laughs> and rocks. You just. Fucking hit delete. Sorry. Right. Now, in, um, in
2: in your vomit draft, if you if like you just said you couldn't get a line, would you ever just write like? So he says something about her dress. A
0: hundred percent. I do that all the time. And,
2: and so then you go back and then you think of yeah. okay, what is he going to say about
0: it? Yeah, okay. yeah. A hundred percent. Do that all the time. And okay. as a matter of fact, sometimes we'll write something stupid and then it winds up in the draft. I remember we uh, Bobby and I wrote this script called "The Last Rights of Steve Steve Gutenberg," and I remember one of the lines was. We were needed like, like an exclamation, and I think it was, uh, holy, Crap on a crap holding plate or something like that. But it was, and, and it just wound up living in the script. And then somebody said, I, That's not even the line. I don't remember exactly what it was. Right, but, but somebody was like, that. Oh, I love that line. And it was like, That was a placeholder. <laughs> right. But yeah, a lot of it's just about just getting it out there and then getting it down right. and moving on.
1: Well, I guess that, that might address the second question, which always has to do with how to overcome writer's block. But so I'll take it from another another perspective. Yeah. Let's say you get a bunch of notes. Yeah. That you just dread addressing. Yeah, I would imagine that could block you up. How do you How do you handle that?
0: Um, that is one of the tougher things about about being a, a, a writer, is especially when you don't agree with the notes. I get a lot of tough notes that I agree with, and, and, and a lot of times I'll be like, yeah, well, I would have done it the first time if I had known how to do it. I'm still stuck, um, and sometimes it's just nice to hear, okay, well, I know this is still an issue, and I still need to solve it. Um, the, the real problem for me is when I get notes that I disagree with, um, and you know, having meetings and talking, it's really, really important to kind of control yourself and Take it all in mm. and leave the room with a smile and all that kind of stuff, which is sometimes difficult. I made uh, – probably one of the worst things I've done as a, as a writer was there was one project that I was working on that you've already talked about, but I won't mention which one it was. Okay. Um, but uh, we were sitting there getting notes, and I disagreed with the notes, and I got vocal about it and in a in – a, in a, in a, uh, I, I just – I was not friendly about it. Mm. And two days later, we were off the project. Oh so, no! You know, and, and you got it, and I learned my lesson, and I will never do that again. Saving um, Private Ryan. It was yes. Saving Private. Ryan. I <laughs> wanted it. I wanted them not to meet all those Ryan. Right. <laughs> Damn it! You were right. I agree with you. I'm glad you stood your ground. Good for you, Josh. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but a lot of it's time. You know, it's yeah. it's you sit back, you get the notes, you digest them. You forget about them, you know, just like, you know, when you're writing a script, as uh, you know, everyone here, you you write a script, you think it's perfect, you finish, you, you there's not a line you would change, and, but if you were to, and if you gave it to somebody, if they gave you a note, you'd say, you know, F you, that's perfect. Right. But if you put it aside and then come back to it two years later and you mm-hmm. reread it, you're like, holy crap, there's so much <laughs> wrong with this script. I would change the majority of it. And it's just because you're too close to it. So a lot of it's just about, you know, taking a step back, and which is why Yeah, yeah. Which is why I think it's it's. I can't imagine working on one project at a time. I just can't. I, I, that would kill me because you have no. You can't step away from it
1: because you're so invested. Yeah. So everything becomes precious.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, so I guess the third one actually goes with along with this, which is your best career tip for people.
0: Um. I think that one of the most important things in this you know look it you have talent or you don't have talent, you have a natural ability to write or you don't you can always improve it in little baby steps you can always improve it by continuing to work hard, but to me, one of the most important things is from a career standpoint is relationships it's It's about uh, kind of going back to what I said before about how I screwed up that one meeting um it's about um Being easy to work with, you know, when 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 somebody hires you, um, it's like they're hiring, you know, somebody to be on their team, and they're going to be sitting with you for the next year, and you need to be a likable, friendly, um, easygoing um, um, person that they're going to want to hang out with. Um, So, to me, that's probably from a career standpoint. You know, just just be aware. That they're they're hiring you for your talent, but they're also hiring you, um, and they have to be around you a lot. So they want somebody that's going to be, you know, uh, somebody that they're going to want to hang out with.
1: I think that's. I, I don't think we can hear that enough because yeah. I think the the stories that become famous in Hollywood are those very rare stubborn person stories yes, right yes the sylvester stallone who refuses to let go of rocky and yeah. the m knight who refuses mm-hmm. to let go of the sixth sense okay great the reason that they're so famous is because mm-hmm. that's so rare, rare. and they yeah. got yeah. so lucky yeah.
2: like tarantino handing in a 300 page script and writing final draft on the first, <laughs> yeah, exactly. first page yeah 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 you
1: know what that that is a rumor I read Pulp Fiction. It was not 300 pages, but you know. But I think <laughs> but yeah, those, yeah. those legends yeah, like, yeah. go with it. Yeah, 100. You know, percent it, yeah. So you 100%. could be the
2: greatest writer in the world, but if you're a jerk to work with, people would rather work with someone who's really good and great to work with. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Um,
0: yeah. And you're and you're totally right about about um, those being the exceptions to the rule. You know, I, I get a lot of scripts. People contact me through email or whatever, and every once in a while not often so don't email me please don't email Josh uh, you can email me every once in a while I'll email yeah. I'll email somebody back or sure I'll take a look at your outline and as soon as I start Saying anything I, 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 I know After the first sentence Whether or not They want to hear something So yeah. Y'all start off saying You know what You might want to Play around with Your main character Because they're blonde Instead of brunette And they'll say But this character Has to I be I did that because Exactly yeah. And then, This is
2: based on Someone I yeah, know And exactly, <laughs> she's blonde. Exactly, oh, okay, exactly. Nice. And
0: then immediately My next note is And that was All I had to say It was just great All around <laughs> Fantastic job <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for Yeah, <laughs> Because you know That person just doesn't want to hear anything, right? Um, and they're going to run into some trouble
2: down the line yeah. when yeah. people, yeah, yeah, can yeah. help them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've it. known
1: you for a very, very long time. And I do think that you're a pretty likable guy, Josh, and you're pretty easy to work with and hang out with. So I agree. I would I would back that. What his dad
2: is shaking lying. his head. No, no, his dad's like, uh-uh.
1: <laughs> 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 no way. Thank you for coming on the show. After That's it. All this That's it. Time. Let's go on for another hour. hour. I'd love to, but <laughs> no. then you know I'd get out the beer and then exactly, I'd be in trouble again. Exactly, you exactly. know, Lila would have to show her boobs. It would happen. I
2: want you to say. Um, you you keep mentioning this one guy that you've written the past couple of things with. What was his first name? Bobby Forsheim. Okay, Bobby. Yeah. I, I I wasn't sure if his last name got out there. But that is okay. true. We didn't yeah. really
1: yeah. I, yeah. address that. Yeah. You've been working with him for years, For, for right? years.
0: And my other writing partner who I've actually gotten more things made with is Pete Goldfinger, who's right. a very, very good friend. Yeah, we, we know wrote Pete. Sorority Row with. We, I wrote um, Piranha with. And I'm right now writing um, a book adaptation for a children's uh, book called Skippy John Jones, which is a pretty famous uh, kid's book that we're writing an animated movie for, which I'm thrilled about. It's going to be a lot of fun. Holy
2: is that a dog?
0: Yeah. It's a doll. It's a, it's a it's 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 a cat who thinks he's a dog.
2: Okay. Who he's okay. A I've seen. I can. I can picture the book cover. So yeah. There's
1: like there's like a feline confusion.
2: Exactly. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but we're having a fun time with it. You
1: know what I'm scared about is if we do keep talking, you'll be like, oh yeah, and I'm ready. And there's this. another. And there's and another. There's a, yeah. Like, seriously. Um. Wow. Yeah. It's you, been fun. You might need a little bit of a break. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. No wonder Larry
2: drinks at five.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: Just reading his—I I got tired reading his resume. I was <laughs> That's like, probably
1: the most reading you've done all week, it right? Probably is.
2: <laughs> Actually, no. I read two chapters of Skippy John Jones. <laughs> Have you read that to it's your kids? It's in my Kindle. <laughs> no, we they haven't. Might, they might be well,
0: Sarah's uh, eleven. A book. I think she's. Uh, yeah, Yeah, Sarah, Sarah's definitely past it. But
1: Rita would
2: like it. Rita might
0: like it. Love it. Yeah. yeah, it's just really it's a cute it's a cute series of books. Okay. Excellent. Um, I'll send you a couple copies.
1: Sarah's at the point now where uh, she found she, something in in her book uh, right. that Hugo was based on. Was it yeah. Hugo Le bleu, bleu, bleu? Cabaret? Right. Yeah, Hugo right. Cabaret. Right, mm-hmm. and she she finds a script page from the movie adaptation. Right, she. Photocopies it for me. She gives right. it to me and suggests that I use it as an example in class.
2: Yeah, Aww. yeah. Aww. Sarah, got, Sarah got a Kindle for Christmas. Yeah, Sweet. so
1: I was just kind of like, "It's come to this." Yes, she's exactly. giving me class materials. She's you know, I looked it over. It's really good, John <laughs> Logan. You know, yep. really, really good. Like I am going to use it. Thanks, honey. So,
2: b- before we get out of here, one more time, uh, the webinar.
1: That's right, on the page online.com. Um, uh, I think that you're going to get some really useful information from the first instructional video. We're going to be putting up others, uh, dialogue, pitching, etc. Um, check now, is, out the is donate- the webinar,
0: is it, is it video? It is. It's, it's an video.
1: instructional video. So you can, you can, it's not downloadable it is streaming but you Once can you, go back to yeah. it and stream anytime but we
0: see
2: you in the video yes, yes, yes. I am there She's in hot, front too. of
1: my microphone thank you Josh <laughs> what do you have to say about that Pat
2: I say it every day it gets me nowhere <laughs> 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 also um, look for uh, Conception in uh, last week in February all over the place Netflix iTunes Blu-ray DVD Comcast pay-per-view
1: absolutely and Hideaway when's that going to come out
0: um, we are I'll start editing it next week and and it'll come out sometime mid- mid-year, I believe.
1: Do you have an uh, overall website that people should go to?
0: www.joshstolberg.com. Okay. J-O-S-H-S-T-O-L-B-E-R-G.com.
2: Okay. Can we see Lila's boobs there? You actually can Okay
1: Excellent and, so. and Pat um, We haven't be, mentioned Rock Solid I
2: have a podcast Called Rock Solid It's a comedy music podcast Weekly on iTunes Have and you heard this yet Josh? I, I have not I'm going to have to download it really good It's yeah. really
1: good And I really am not A big I'm, fan of Pat's music And it's really or, or good Or the host uh, I, I, I do enjoy the host Gary um, Lucy He's yes, very my good my co-host Gary yeah.
2: And uh, <laughs> uh, Gary's the, My co-host He handles um, uh, New and current Hipster music And I'm more of a classic rock guy so we have like fun banter it's
1: really well produced yeah. matt belknap oh, I can't r- produces it yeah it's really I can't good. wait
2: and i will be at the san francisco sketch fest first week in february doing two shows
1: so. oh yeah february 3rd right
2: february 3rd and 4th two shows
0: and uh, when you go away what does she do
1: buddy no i don't know what she does i work wine I take after care 5 a.m yeah. you know you know how you know what it's like yeah. right yeah yeah. No. I wish I wish I could say it's a wild time. It's with the girls. It's a party at on the page, but no, <laughs> no. Get back here quickly. Uh, so thanks everybody for listening. Go to onthepage.tv for a catch all and um and and write. Okay, write a lot. Have mm-hmm. a good writing week.